Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So without further ado, I am Sean Shapiro. I am a doctor of chiropractic from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and on this episode of Breakfast with Champions, 
we want to let you know your family is in financial danger. Unless you do what? Well, that's a great question. We'll answer that with three simple things that I'm going to add that have nothing to do with finances. <laughs> but we are by nature a species that overthinks everything, right? I myself am the king of overthinkers. When I saw the room talk topic, as I just said to Tampa, I kind of freaked out. I was like, man, more financial advice talk. I hate giving financial advice on finances. I am not an expert. I am more lucky with it than I am skilled. But I started thinking about it yesterday when I was on stage with Glenn and Justin and Michelle's segment broke down, as I said. I was at the gym, it was kind of loud, but Justin called on me to contribute. And it's been so long, so it's been so long since I've been part of a, of a segment that broke down. I just wanted to be part of it again. So I, so I jumped in with what we were doing in my business to get ready for the coming recession. And the truth is, after I thought, after I said what I said, the recession is most likely already here, okay? And it'll probably be with us till the end of the year. I think it usually takes economists and experts a year to, to decide when the, uh, when the recession actually starts, what the trigger were, triggers were in, in this, you know, in this case, I think it's pretty obvious. It's hyper-consumerism and the resulting inflation that happened as a result of, a, of an economy that refused to go down in the face of the pandemic. People just kept buying and buying and buying. We drove prices up and then we created shortages, supply chains, things, and just disrupted the economy in general, right? I'm not an economics guru. guru that's just my opinion, okay? But if there is a recession already happening or coming, I can tell you with some certainty there's one thing that if you don't do it now, you and your family's finances are in jeopardy. There is one central tenet that controls how you react to recess recessions and the stress they cause. There's one thing that can seal your fate, and that is your health. Yes, I'm going to talk about health finally. If you're going to run a marathon, you don't get off the couch the day of the race after never running to run a marathon. <laughs> Your body will most likely break down, right? Your ligaments and tendons, they won't be ready for the pounding they're going to take. Your heart needs to be able to regulate itself so you can't he hear it in your ears after just half a mile of running, okay? You will need to be well hydrated. You will need to have carb load. You will need to increase your muscle strength. I can go on, but the analogy, but you're getting the analogy, right? It's, it's the recessions require you to be able to run of sort of metaphorical marathon. It requires you to be a warrior to beat them back. A warrior that has to, be, has to be fit enough to do battle with the shadows that come with the recession. And the shadows are coming, folks. But that's all they are really, is shadows, right? So I started, started, I started this by saying we overthink things, right? But what if this one time we took a simplistic view of what was coming and what we had to do to prepare? Our health is directly related to our ability to overcome stress. And stress comes in three forms, physical, chemical, and emotional. And so my advice for your, for, for your preparation for this recession is to get your ability to overcome these stress to improve your health in the physical, chemical, and emotional. But you don't have to become a, a, a constant gym rat you don't have to do any of those things. There are simple things you can do to overcome these, these stressors. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with physical stress. These are anything from blunt force traumas from like a car accident or a fall, you know, where you get bruising, 
acute ligamentous damage, muscle tears and stuff like that, things like whiplash, okay? But most of us, we get undermined by microtraumas. These are the silent killers. People facing recessions and participating in them are often downhearted. They are easily led to believe the odds are stacked against them. This takes a toll on, believe it or not, our structural alignment. We round our shoulders. We spend an inordinate amount of time on our phones and computers looking for distraction. And these postures lead to micro-trauma-induced injuries, things like tech neck or piriformis syndrome. That's in your butt, okay? Resetting your posture on a regular basis and breathing into it will reverse this process. It only takes 45 seconds to reverse your postural problems. And you can do it, you shouldn't, but you can do it just sitting down. So if you are just hanging out this morning, if you're standing up or you're sitting down, I invite you to do the following exercise with me. Okay, I want you to put your arms down by your side, whether you're sitting or standing, and at 45 degrees. If you don't know what 45 degrees is, well, you know what? Figure, guess, guess, and you can look it up later, all right? You put your arms down at 45 degrees and roll your thumbs back. Pull your shoulders back, roll your head back, and let your head feel like it's being held by a string attached to the ceiling, your forehead, and just roll that head back. Roll your head back and take the pressure off your neck muscles, off the upper back muscles as your arms are out down by your side, and then let your let your pelvis sort of just float there. Act like you're hold, being held up by that string and reset all those postural, postural muscles. You can do that, like I said, standing or sitting, okay? And that is how you become a recession warrior by not allowing your posture to degrade over the times where you're not feeling at your best, okay? Don't think that your posture doesn't affect your health, okay? You can increase your, your lung capacity by doing this exercise and breathing through it, you can increase your lung capacity by 5%, okay? 5% is huge in lung capacity. If you're running a marathon and you can get an extra 5% of oxygen in your lungs, you're gonna do that exercise. Trust me, if that's your if that's your thing, okay? And you and it will help you protect yourself and your family from, from, from the recession just by being more healthy. Start thinking in a positive way. Your posture also affects your mindset, it affects everything. So work on your posture. The next thing we have to be aware of are the chemical stressors that come with a downturn in economy, right? A lot of people escape through medicating themselves. A lot of people have a lack of movement. So we've already talked about poor posture, you know, being a cause, being a major cause of physical pain. And as we try to get the pain to decrease, we use all kinds of concoctions to eliminate the pain. We will use all kinds of concoctions to detach from reality as well. Alcohol and drugs that alter our consciousness will provide short-term relief from stress, but end up creating more stress as they become crutches that weaken our ability to cope with unfiltered reality. And that physical and physiological and the phys that and the phys physical and phys physiological consequences of overusing any substance, whether it be food or medications or whatever turns chemical stress into physical and emotional stress, okay? That can weigh you down and decrease your efficiency. Over time, those chemical stresses can cause illnesses and infirmities that'll also put a financial stress on your family as you go through an endless number of tests and doctors to figure out what's wrong with you. And the truth is, we already know. 
You need to put you need to put the bourbon down. You need to put the pot down. You need to stop taking so many pills. Okay. Everyone's afraid to tell you that because their economy relies on it, unfortunately. You're not moving well enough and you're definitely not eating well enough to give you, you the reset and repair that quality food and quality movement creates. So again, eat well, move well, okay? Remove the, remove the physical and chemical stresses, okay? Both eating well and moving well make it easier to do the third and most important thing. This is the most important thing that will get you through any crisis, including the darkness that surrounds a recession. Okay? You have to think well. If you're constantly fighting with your food, digesting it, will make it while you're digesting it will make it nearly impossible for, to, for you to clearly think. Okay? Because there's a neurotransmitter that staves off depression, and that's serotonin. It's almost exclusively made in the nerves in what we call the enteric nervous system. I promise I'm not going to get Professor Nerdnik on you this morning, but the enteric nervous system is a second brain you have in your abdomen, and it's surrounded by your digestive tract, your stomach, small intestine, and large intestine. When you eat processed foods, when you eat foods that are hard to break down, that irritates the lining of your large and small intestines and creates inflammation which decreases your ability to make healthy serotonin. So if we are to prepare for the assault on our nervous system that this recession will create, we have to be able to properly digest our food. That means we have to be able to make better food choices. Nivea Green is on the stage and she runs a room on Mondays that talk about plant-based diets and the medical medium stuff. And I suggest if you have some time and Breakfast with Champions doesn't have the topic that you're looking for, that you stop in there and learn a little bit about gut health, okay? Because she will teach you things that you need to learn to survive the, the, the recession, okay? Our ability to move will also help in the act of physically moving our food through the digestive tract. I think I had processed food this morning. Which also aids in the creation okay, of serotonin by allowing you to use gravity as an aid in what's called peristalsis. Another big word. Sorry. Peristalsis is the way your food gets through your digestive tract. It's how your body physically moves the food. Okay. This also keeps inflammation in the gut down and helps with the production of usable serotonin. When we have enough of this feel-good molecule, we can employ it to create the life we want in any situation. And we do that again by thinking well. Before I move on, I'd also like to add here that hydration is huge. Okay, If you're not hydrated, you have issues. 10% decrease in, in hydration will create psychotic-like symptoms, okay? And so that means if you're only 5%, you're halfway to, your, to, to a psychotic break. And that's not something to, 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 to brag about. So get hydrated, okay? Most people, most people under stress and are, that are using things that you, don't, what, they, 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 that you don't necessarily want to, to use in forms of drugs, alcohol, coffee, all these things need heck of a lot more water than they think they do, okay? So drink tons and tons of water. There are many ways to look at life's emotional stressors. But whatever life throws at you, you have to be able to take a warrior stance. 
and a, you know, it's a lot like Steven Seagal. I don't know if people remember who he is. I think he's a sheriff up in Alaska or something that, like that now. But, okay, the, you need to use the negative energy being thrust at you to carry itself away by using its own momentum against it. We know that there is going to be an all-out assault on our nervous system as the press tries to scare us into voting one way or another in the midterm elections coming up. It's going to be ugly. It's already ugly, right? Like it's already ugly now. Okay, and I doubt that most of it will be 100% factual no matter which side you listen to. So if you're not getting 100% of the facts, why are you getting so worked up about it? Why are you even listening to it in most cases? I mean, let's face it. I think there was a Jerry Seinfeld thing where he said politicians are like NASCAR drivers. And I think I'm going to be going to a NASCAR race this weekend. So it's funny I'm bringing this up. But you have diff you know, they should have the stickers of the companies that support them on their suits. And I think that, that I think that we need to remember that that this that politics is is mostly pageantry and very little to do about leading anymore. That's unfortunate. I remember the, in the early stages of COVID, sitting with a large glass of bourbon and listening to the press conferences every night, trying to get through it. Okay, and that's how I ended up with that that dog. Some of you know I can't stand. That's when an emotional stress became an easy physical presence in my life that I regret to this day. I'm kidding. The dog is fine. I, the truth is I don't live with the dog anymore, so it kind of worked itself out. Your ability to, to, to deal with stress or what's coming will be the deciding factor whether you re, we experience a rest, recession or a renaissance. Okay, You don't have to participate in the recession. It's not a requirement. It's really just a suggestion, and it's not a very good one if you think about it. Yesterday... When I jumped, when Justin jumped in to and talked about his dad being in the auto sales space and showing his team a copy of a newspaper that had recession in big bold letters in the headline when they, in the days when we had newspapers, yep, there were newspapers, folks. And his dad walked across the street with the paper, left it there, and said to his team that they wouldn't be participating in it. He made a he made a warrior stance about it, and he decided not to participate in it. In two thousand eight. I put up a Facebook post, I was on Facebook then, believe it or not, that said something similar. I was actually ridiculed and trolled for two, three, or four days about it. But my mindset was locked. I wouldn't take any more losses. And I found a new way to promote my clinic. And, I, and within two years, I had one of the most successful practices in New England. And no one ever trolled me when I made proclamations anymore. You decide your financial fate. You, maybe you won't be able to do business the way you did a year ago or even just a couple months ago, but you can do business and you can try new things and you can think better thoughts in the face of adversity. You can move well, you can eat well, and you can think well in a recession. And really, when you can think well and, and, and do all those things, you can decide not to have a recession at all because it is, it is not mandatory. You don't have to participate. You don't have to listen to what other people tell you is so wrong with the world. Because even when things are good, those people are there. And you know that the world is a good place to be. So that's basically all I have this morning. I just wanted to talk about the healthy aspects of a recession and deciding if you're going to participate in it, be ready for it. So... With the time we have remaining, I'd like to hear about how you're preparing for the recession. 
whether it be through business tactics, whether it be through your health, or whether you just have a problem that you need help with, and see if we can't find somebody on the stage to, to, take, to take some of the pressure off you. So, who, so I hear somebody's flashing their mic. Go ahead and just, just say, say your name and speak out loud and tell us what you got for us. Hey, Dr. Sean, this is Yen. And uh, first of all, um, thank you so much for the segment. And I really love the fact that you've alerted us um, about this segment um, on your Instagram. Guys, you know, if, you're, if you haven't followed Dr. Sean on his Instagram, make sure you do that. I think that sometimes we, you know, in order to get through this recession, especially, sometimes we just really need to have that extra reminder, um, you know, of those things and of those people that really gives us the extra boost in a, you know, slightly tougher environment. So, um, you know, I want to thank you for that uh, first. And, um, you know, secondly, I totally agree. I think, you know, when our bodies just aren't right, we very often uh, make bad decisions, including financial decisions, um, or even kind of, you know, kind of inaction, right? Inaction would at least cost us over the long term opportunity cost. So, you know, I really think, you know, setting our bodies right um, is also super important when it comes to uh, the recession uh, environment. So, um, you know, I want to thank you for that. And also, I think for me um, today, I really uh, felt the prompting <laughs> about, uh, you know, what you said about posture, because um, I, you know, uh, like a long time ago, I, I had uh, back pain and uh, but thanks to my physiotherapist, I was kind of freed from it. But yesterday it kind of was creeping back and I was, was kind of not feeling very comfortable. And today, you know, I, I've kind of forgotten about it. And when you mentioned about posture, I got up and I did the exercise as you um, as you described. And I just think it's just such an amazing thing that um, you know somehow um, you knew that uh, some of us needed that extra <laughs> prompting and help. Um, and uh, I am sure this will make some really good impact, you know, in my own life, not just physically, but also you know work-wise. It's gonna you know help my productivity and help me make the good decisions. So um, thank you as always, Dr. Sean, that was uh, really good. I might got stuck there. Thank you, Jan. You have an open invitation to come to my clinic whenever you make it well, to Well, I have to England. fly over. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. I know you're not, not gonna cash that in anyway, but I just figured I'd, I'd throw that out Thank there you so much. Because I'd love to help you with the problem. The exercise that I gave was called Brugger's Postural Reset. You can, it's B-R-U-E-G-G-E-R-S. Uh, that is something you can Google and it it's a readily available thing on YouTube or even just on the internet with diagrams that you can use to keep yourself out of the physiotherapist or the chiropractor's office and uh, something I recommend highly. So we've got some extra time left. I'd love to hear some more shares. Thank you for that again, Jan. Anybody want to? chime in or did I put everybody else to sleep besides y'all? So let's talk a little bit more about the the types of the, the types of things that you'll that you'll have happen during during the recession that you'll that you'll see. Like what are we looking for as far as as, as far as what what will you do when your sales numbers go down? Will you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, just more of it, or will you actually turn it around and become be, become something different. Will you do more live? Will you do this? Will you do that? What are your what are your strategies? Marvin, you have anything for me here? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was flashing actually. Um, um, so thank you so much for, for 
for coming to me. Um, I think what you shared, Dr. Sean, is, is, is fantastic. And I, and I love the way that you actually um, came at it from, so we always talk about um, and, and the importance of mindset and, and you know, I ran a room this morning at 4am where we were talking about some of the key sort of actionable steps that we can take to build generational wealth. And, you know, there was a great conversation um, for us, 4am Eastern time, 9am uh, UK time, but there was a great con conversation about education and, you know, educating our children so that when we actually build, uh, you know, the generational wealth, um, it, it doesn't end up, uh, because I, I like to use the analogy of building and creating this huge uh, sort of structure, but we want to see that structure continue to grow. We want to, you know, when, when we do eventually go and we're all eventually going to be going <laughs> at some point, but we want to, you know, at least uh, believe within ourselves that there's going to be a few extensions on that structure. And, you know, whereas you may have left uh, a mansion, that mansion is going to grow into a larger mansion or so on and so forth. So the ed education of our children is massively important, but not just on what to do from a financial aspect, it's what to actually um, look out for, because things are going to change in the same way that we have the internet now where our parents and grandparents didn't have that. Now we have the metaverse where our parents and grandparents didn't have that. We have, um, you know, crypto and blockchain and all of these different things. So it's it's the, the, the mindset that we need to have, but also the mindset that we need to actually create within our children. And and that was something that was really, really, um, I, I was, it was a conversation I really was enjoying this morning because um, it's something that uh, we don't necessarily look at it as in a three-dimensional way. We just think about, yeah, we need to teach them how to manage their money, but we also need to teach them how to recognise the opportunities and also distractions, as I like to say. Um, but yeah, I love the conversation, Dr. Sean, um, especially looking at it from not just a mindset perspective, but from a physical perspective, uh, because, you, you know, as you know, if you're not physically feeling right, you're not going to fire on all cylinders anyway. Um, so, yeah, back to you, Dr. Sean. Great conversation. Thank you, Marvin. And, you know, when you were having that conversation, I was in that room. Uh, I, I wanted to chime in, but I had to get ready for my segment. But one of the things I wanted to talk about there was the fact that we learn our postures from our parents, like the way that we walk, the way that we talk, we learn how to do that. That's not something the physiology may be genetically encoded there may, but, but the triggers that, that create our stance, the way that we present ourselves to the world come from our parents. And I think that that was, that's the biggest thing that you can get in that conversation about creating generational wealth and, Somebody asked about whether they have, you know, whether you have conversations is not only do you have the conversations, but you observe the posture that, that your parents take and your kids now are looking at your posture. Okay. And they're seeing how you face adversity and how you face the dark night, the dark night of the soul that's coming or whatever you want to call it. Okay. They're going to watch you and that's how they're going to react. That's how they're going to stand up. So it's really important that you understand that if you are trying to create generational impact, that just the way you stand in the face of adversity will have a huge impact on the lives of your children and you know, on, the, on their children as well, because what they learn from you, they're gonna pass on. So thanks for that reminder, Marvin, and thanks for that conversation this morning.
David, sales angel, what you got? Hey, can you hear me all right? Because I'm on a hands-free bit. Is that coming through, Claire? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Claire. Uh, first off, thanks for letting me speak. So I think one of the big things that we, we have to bear in mind is if we go into a recession, the buying habits of the people that you're used to dealing with will often change. There's a lot more, either less money, more concerns, and more fears. And a lot of people have gone through a real bull run at the moment where they have managed to get a lot of deals or grow their business in really easy times. And because they've grown them in easy times, they've just got used to that being the norm. And then a lot of the time, the skills that are required to get to the next level to protect yourself in the hard times have been softened. And the analogy I look for is you don't want to wait for the storm to hit for you to board up your house. So if people are loud, oh, well, if the recession hits, we'll be okay. One of the most important things, I believe, is to make sure that you've got all the skills that are required utilized to a high enough level, but you don't necessarily need them right now, but you've got them. Think of it like uh, the way we've got our lives right now. We've got everything of a touch of a button. Uh, we've got Uber Eats. We've got um, everything of a touch of a phone. We've got Netflix. Imagine for the moment electricity was cut off yesterday, uh, cut off right now. And for the next year, we had no electricity. We'd all wish we had the basic skills of survival. Now, it's never going to be that dramatic, I feel. Of course, we're talking about a recession. But if you're in business and you're planning to go through a business, it is good to have the hardwired skills for survival of your business to be hardwired for you and for your team not so you learn them. You don't want to learn them in the storm. You want to have them hardwired now. And your worst case scenario is simply this. If you're at the very highest level of your skills and you're in an easy market, you will thrive even more. So you might not need them, but they're only going to benefit you. But actually, if you do need them, it's a good time to have them there. And this isn't based on just sales. This is anything in our lives and our businesses. And also, we want to be at the stage. But when these things happen in a recession... Huge amounts of money get made. 2008, huge amount of money were made in 2009, 2010 for those that were ready so they weren't in panic mode. Because if you're in panic mode, you won't see the opportunity. Thanks for letting me share. Well, thank you, David. So I think the, the takeaway that I get from that is, is be prepared, right? Is to, is to be ready, okay? And like you said, you know, who is, who's sitting on the stage right now that is the next Uber? Because that came out of the last recession. Who on the stage is part of the next Airbnb because that came out of the last recession, okay? Who on the stage is that person that's going to take advantage while everybody else sits back and curls up in a fetal position in their bathroom because they don't know what to do, takes two or three steps ahead of everybody else and comes out on top, right? Because those are the people those are the people who know how to physically overcome emotional, physical, and chemical stressors. And I know we have Larissa coming up, and she can help you with the emotional thing right now in a, in a little bit. So I'm looking forward to that as we get more and more into the meditation uh, that we'll need to help reset our minds. But before that, Dr. Sean, uh, Jeff. What's up? Don't make me throw you off the stage because I only have one minute left. Don't throw me off the stage. I just want to take a moment to recognize that you, I can always count on you to be a radical renegade 
And I like the fact that you refuse to recognize a recession in your realm by reframing your posture and reinforcing your holistic reality. Dr. Sean, I ride in your bus because I didn't recognize the last recession and I refuse to recognize this one. And we're doing just fine. Pastor the mic back to you, my renegade friend. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Yeah, it's not that I don't recognize the, the recession. I recognize that foolish people will listen to other foolish people about the downturn in the economy and refuse to think of things in a new way. I recognize that that will happen. Okay? What I refuse to do is participate in that foolishness because I just can't afford it. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.